It's time for Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bossier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. And now, here's Pastor Kenny Word. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Defending the Faith. Hey, I'm Pastor Kenny Word. I'm your host here on Defending the Faith. And we're so excited to be able to bring you this broadcast right here on the Promise 90.7 FM. God has been so good to our church as we've, you know, done this broadcast in this past year. Uh, now, our church is Gospel Lighthouse Church. We're um, a church down in South Bossier City. We're a non-denominational congregation. And we meet at 4350 Panther Drive to uh, just meet together and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Our services are on Sundays at 1045 and 6 p.m. And then we have a midweek service on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. Now, if you're looking for a church home, we would love to have you come get involved with what God is doing at our church. But if you have a church home, we just want to encourage you to stay where you are. Get plugged into what God is doing in your congregation. Uh, we're one of those churches, uh, you know, we, we are praying for other churches. We're not in competition with, with churches, you know, we're partnering with churches. Because uh, we want to see God move in this region. We want to see Shreveport Bossier become what God wants it to become. We want to see, you know, just God do a miraculous work, you know, in the big things and in the small things. We're praying you know, that God would remove abortion out of our nation and out of this region. We're praying that God would deliver people from the bondage of alcohol and gambling and, uh, you know, homosexuality and transgendering and all this kind of stuff. And we're praying that, that God would deliver people from settling for less than what God has for them. Now, that people would begin to walk in the fullness of life, to have that abundant life that comes through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that's, you know, we want to see this region really transformed by the power of God. And, um, you know, we just invite you to, uh, like I said, if you don't have a church home to come, you know, visit us, come get plugged in. We have a place for you. I'm, in fact, I'm praying for musicians and uh, praying for uh, ministers, praying for teachers, because we have a, a, a big agenda. God's given us a big dream, and we have a we need you know more musicians. We need more ministers. We need more teachers. Um, and um, but if you like I said, but if you have a church home, we want you to stay right where you are. Now this morning on the broadcast, I do want to introduce myself again. Uh, my name is Pastor Kenny Word. Um, now, if you ever need to get in touch with me, uh, you can always do that. You, if you ever you know need me for anything, or you just want to make a comment or a question about a program, uh, you can email me anytime at kjcword at gmail.com. That's kjcword at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. I love getting responses uh, from, from people. And it just uh, really does encourage me and bless me. Um, so if you ever need to get in contact with me, that is how to do it. Now, you know, on this morning's program, I was praying about what to bring and 
you know, I shared a, um, a message similar to this with our, our church um, a few days ago. And I feel like this is, you know, for the time that we're in right now, we, we just are, you know, getting done with Christmas and we're about to turn to the new year. And this week is always one of my favorite weeks. It's like the holiday week. Um, it's always one of my favorite weeks, but I just want to bring in a, an encouraging message to you out of Luke chapter 2. Now, in, in Luke chapter 2, this is that famous passage, um, you know, if you ever watched that um, uh, Peanuts, you know, with Charlie Brown, the Charlie Brown Christmas where uh, Linus, he does this whole uh, nativity spill, you know, out of Luke chapter 2, and it's amazing that, um, you know, TV executives still allow that to come on TV. Um, but, uh, you know, here in, in Luke chapter two, I want to bring you a message, um, you know, down into, uh, verse 10 is where this angel of the Lord appears to these country shepherds. It tells you in, in verse eight, these are country shepherds, you know, and they're abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock at night. And in verse nine, it says the angel of the Lord comes on them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of, lot of afraidness right there. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in a manger, in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And in verse 13, it, it, it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill, toward men. And so, you know, here these, if you can imagine these country shepherds are, are taking care of, of the little baby lambs that are being born and, you know, taking care of the mamas that are pregnant and making sure everything's going right on this cold winter night. It was in December. And, you know, they're taking care of them out here in the country. And all of the sudden, an angel appears and the, the glory is shown round about it and this angel declares to you that Jesus, you know, your Savior is about to be born. Christ the Lord is, is going to be born. He's a baby in a manger. And then all of the sudden, the heavenly hosts are revealed up in heaven. And you can see this vast army, this heavenly host. And they all join in this chorus of glory to God in the highest on earth, peace goodwill toward men. And, and can you imagine just the, the beauty and the magnificence of that thought? And then look in verse 15. It, it says in verse 15, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, and I'm going to stop right there, so can you just imagine for a minute that you're out camping and an angel appears in the heavens and begins speaking to you? And then all of a sudden, a host of angels appear and they all begin in this chorus about being glory to God in the highest. 
how amazing of a sight that is. And then all of the sudden, it's like the, the plug was pulled and the light show goes off. I mean, it's just, you know, it came to pass all the angels were gone away into heaven. So here they, they appear out of nowhere. They make this bold declaration, this huge sign. I mean, these people were probably had their hand over their heart, you know, trying to make sure they weren't about to die or something. And, and you know, just the beauty of the situation. And then all of a sudden, the angels just disappear right back into heaven. And you probably looked around thinking, did I just see what I thought I saw? I mean, did that really just happen? I, you know, did, did that kind of a thought enter into their mind? It had to have. Like, what did we just experience? You know, and sometimes, you know, when, when you have a big, beautiful religious experience, sometimes we have a tendency to just put it on the shelf and say, well, that was neat. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to kind of get back into our normal routine of life. Um, you know, after a spiritual high, then sometimes we kind of get back into our rut that we've always been accustomed to. And, and here, you know, after this, this spiritual experience where they are seeing these beautiful angels and they're being declared that Jesus is about is, you know, born then the angels leave and these shepherds, you know, they could have said, well, that was great, but I've got business to do. You know, uh, that was, that was kind of neat, but now I need to get back to what I've got to do. Right. That, you know, sometimes people get in that mentality and you can go to a church service and God can move in a, in a powerful way, you know, just in a, in an intimate way, just where, have you ever been in a service where God just speaks to your heart and it almost seems like the pastor knows exactly what you're going through? Like, you know, somebody's telling the pastor your business or something. And, and you know, sometimes we can go in and have that, that beautiful spiritual experience where God's just dealing with us deep down in our hearts. And then, you know, you leave church and you just kind of get right back into those ruts sometimes. And I just love the fact here, you know, how the Holy Spirit lets us see this, you know, that they went from this spiritual high and then all of a sudden the angels are gone. And what did the shepherds do? Did, did, they, did they say that was neat? Did they say we should write this down? Or did they say, you know, maybe I sh that was some weird pizza I ate tonight. You know, that was a weird experience or something like that. What did they do? They acted on what the angel said. That's what they did. They, they responded. They, they didn't settle right back into the rut that they had been in. They didn't go back to just life as normal. They, you know, allowed and listened to what the Lord was saying, and they chose to go and see. And so uh, that's what it says at, at the second part of verse 15. When the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And so um, you see what they did is they decided they decided to not settle for, 
you know, this, a surface level experience with God, but they chose to go and, you know, inspect. They chose to go deeper. They chose to take a deeper look, to go and to see this that the angels were talking of. And it says in verse 16 that they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, you know, I love this, this passage. It's just so profound. Just the way that the Holy Spirit writes this through Luke, that these country shepherds, they went with haste. It says they came with haste and found Mary, Joseph, and the babe. Imagine this. You know, you see these angels, they go up to heaven and you say, well, you know, that was weird. That was crazy. I've never heard anything about this kind of thing. And then, you know, you say, well, let's go see. But the Bible says they didn't just meander. They didn't just, you know, well, okay, let's go to church. Let's do this. Let's do that. They made haste with haste. That means that there was, you know, there was some giddy up inside them. They were, they were bound and determined to get to where the angel told them the babe would be. That, you know, this is one of the most remarkable characteristics of somebody who is seeking God. It is when God lights a fire inside them and, and God touched these shepherds through, you know, this vision of these angels. God touched them in a deep way to a point where they were no longer casual about their pursuit of God, but they began to pursue Jesus with haste. You know, and that, that haste, it, it is a vigorous pursuit. It, it's when, you know, it, it's almost as if you put blinders on. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, you know, sometimes they'll put blinders on a horse to kind of keep a horse going straight so that it's not distracted by things on the left and things on the right. And that is exactly the same mentality that these country shepherds had after they had this great vision they they almost you know emotionally or spiritually put on these blinders and made haste to the point where you know they were they had a one uh, they had a one track mind there was one purpose one vision there was one thought and that was I need to go see this baby I need to go see God manifest in the flesh. I need to go see this miraculous thing that God has done, that He has, you know, become one of us, that, you know, God has given us the Son, you know, to be Christ our Lord. Um, this, you know, just amazing thought that they come with haste. And, and uh, you know, just want to just say this, you know, whenever you're pursuing God, sometimes you need to put blinders on. Yeah, the, the more that you decide you need God, the more you need blinders. Blinders to distractions. Because the world knows whenever you are beginning to pursue God, the world sees a difference. And, they, and the world just innately doesn't want you to get there. If you ever wonder about that, um, decide to pray tomorrow at a certain time. And if you decide to pray at a certain time, it never fails. Somebody will knock on the door. The phone will ring. You'll be reminded of a bill you need to pay or something will happen because the world knows. And anytime you, you purpose in your heart to pursue Jesus, anytime you, know, you do that, 
you're going to have to put blinders on and say, you know what? I am not thinking about that bill. I can do that when I get done praying. You can say, you know, I am not going to answer that phone. I will answer it when I get done praying. Um, you know, they can leave a package at the door, whatever. Sometimes you need to get to that place and I'm making a simplification of it, but I want you to see the point. Because a lot of times people will begin to pursue after Jesus, but they will allow themselves to get distracted by this, that, or the other. We can allow ourselves to get distracted by football games, or, you know, uh, we can allow ourselves to get distracted by, you know, the clothes that people wear, or this or that. Anything that the enemy can use, he will use to distract you. So, you know, purpose in your heart. If you're going to to go into this deeper place with Jesus, purpose in your heart to pursue him and not allow distractions to keep you away. But go to the Lord with haste. And it says in verse uh, 17 that when they had seen it, They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then in verse 20 it says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You see, after the shepherds, you know, they saw this great vision. They decided to go investigate. They decided to believe. They responded. And then they went with haste to go see Jesus. And when they saw Jesus, they declared to you know everybody that was there all that had happened. And then when they leave, when they leave that manger, they go, you know, they got to go back to where the lambs are and, and handle business. And when they're going back, they're going back different than the way that they came. No, and, and I don't mean they went, they came, they returned on a different path you know, like the three wise men. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is they left Jesus changed. God had touched them and they they went to Jesus with haste, with blinders on, passionately pursuing Jesus and they found him. And when they returned, when they, when they got up to leave, they, they got up different than the way they went. That is, they came back glorifying and praising God for all of the things. So they left praising and glorifying God. And if, it, and if you have truly had an experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to get up from that experience with glory and praise in your heart. Don't tell me that, you know, you have this deep walk with Jesus when you're a Grinch. Don't tell me you're, you have this deep walk with Jesus when, you know, you have the biggest frown in town. When, you know, when nobody wants to be around you because you're always, you know, angry and bitter and, you know, all kinds of 
you know, bringing people to a place of, um, you know, where there's just no joy. Because when you're around Jesus, joy rises. When the, you know, the, the, um, the thing about it is when you are in the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. And whenever you're, whenever you're having a breakthrough and you get to where you're supposed to be in Jesus, in Christ, you're pursuing Him, you're going to get up with a different attitude. You're going to get up with a, a different, um, you know, a difference in your heart. Those little things aren't going to matter as much to you anymore. You're going to be too busy glorifying and praising Jesus you know, sometimes you get in a church service and people can get preoccupied with, you know, somebody chewing bubblegum or what somebody's wearing or uh, where somebody's sitting. But guys, if you'll allow yourself to get into that place where you're pursuing Jesus and you get into his presence, then it's not going to matter. Those little things aren't going to matter to you because you're going to be too busy being full of joy. And when you're that full of joy, you're going to be glorifying and praising God the whole time. I just think it's so remarkable how the Bible tells us, you know, this whole um, episode with these shepherds, these country shepherds, as they go um, and they make this haste and then they find Jesus and they return different. Um, you know, when they were on their way back, they weren't busy arguing about who got to see Jesus first. They weren't busy arguing about who got to hold the baby the Emmanuel the longest. They, they weren't busy, you know, doing any of that kind of thing. What were they doing? They were glorifying and praising God. And see, when a people, when a people get around and get serious with God, all of the disputes go to the wayside. And what happens is we get unified in our pursuit of Jesus. You know, whenever, uh, you know, I love uh, churches that are, you know, um, where there's a lot of different kinds of people in it. Um, that's one, you know, one of the things I like about our church. There's a lot of different kind of people in it. People from different backgrounds, different, um, you know, born in different places, different nationalities and things like this. Because it's beautiful because you see the truth of the matter. And that is that, that Jesus brings a unification of people. It is, you know, we're not brothers and sisters because we're like each other. We're brothers and sisters because the blood of Jesus binds us together. We're, we're children of the living God. And so it, it's a beautiful thing that happens how, you know, when you go to... to uh, two people from opposite ends of the world can meet, but if they're both born again, there's this kindredness in them. And that's such a beautiful thing. And this glorying praising is a characteristic of a people who have been with Jesus. And see, I want to give you one last thought on this topic. And that is, you know, as, as, as these shepherds are, are leaving and they are glorifying and praising God, what God is doing is He is putting a song in their heart. You know, to each one of those shepherds, that experience was slightly different. 
It meant something to each one of them in a slightly different way. It's the same way you can, you know, at a church service, at an altar call or something like that, one person could be going up there because they're being delivered of this, and one person could be going because they're getting delivered from that. One person could just be going up there because they just want to love on the Lord. You don't know, but everybody, you know, has sat through the same experience, but their their experiences are slightly different. And so, you know, here you see these shepherds go and they return glorifying and praising God because God has put a song in their heart. And that's what happens whenever, you know, whenever you are around the Lord, that's what he does. He puts praise and worship in the heart of the believer. You know, in in, uh, the book of Psalm, it has seven times this phrase that God would put a new song in you. It's, you know, in, in Psalm 98, one of them says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. For he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. You see, this new song that God is is talking about, it's when you're in a deeper place with, with the Lord. And every single one of us could get into a deeper walk with God. And every time... Every time you go to the Lord and you get into this deeper place with Him, every time He puts a new song in you, a song of thanksgiving, a a song of joy, a song of just adoration and, and love for the Savior, He puts a new song in your heart every time you get to Jesus and, and, and this phrase, putting a new song in you, and, and it'll say, um, sing a new song unto the Lord, or it'll say, uh, God put a, song, a new song in your heart. It's seven times that phrase is found in the book of Psalm. Seven times. And twice in the book of Revelation, it is described as us having a new song. This speaks to the fact that God is always touching us, always changing us. He's always, you know, ministering to us. That's why Jesus said, you know, he came, you know, not only to give life, but to give it more abundantly. And that is, you know, to to give us that kind of life where we're walking in the fullness and the peace and the joy that God has for us. And these these country shepherds, they, you know, their testimony, they're walking away from seeing this babe in the manger and they're walking away with a new song. You see, before the angel showed up on that cold December night, before the angel showed up, it was just an average night. Then the angel shows up, they, they decide to go see Jesus, they see Jesus, and they walk away full of joy, full of worship, glorifying and praising God. And it's such a beautiful reminder that if you don't have that praise and that glorifying um, thankfulness in your heart, go see Jesus again. You know, we just got through with the Christmas season. And, um, you know, I just want to just be a, a loving reminder to you that, you know, all of that was good and great. But if it didn't put a new song in your heart, go take another look at Jesus again. If, if Christmas 
if all it was was, you know, loading up your credit card or whatever, that doesn't put a new song in your heart. All that does is put another gray hair on your head. You know, God, His desire is to put a new song in your heart. And if this morning you wake up, Christmas has passed, and, and, and you don't wake up with that fullness of joy, with that excitement, with a new song in there, I just want to invite you to take another look at the Lord Jesus again. Guys, I want to thank you for joining me, Pastor Kenny Word, on our program. Now, this has been Defending the Faith, and we're so thankful to be able to bring this broadcast right here on the Promise 90.7 FM. God has been good to us, and we want to be a blessing to you. Um, if you ever want to reach out to us, you can do that at kjcword at gmail.com. That's my email, kjcword at gmail.com. Now, uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, we're going to be having our Wednesday night Bible study. Looking forward to that. If you don't have a church home, you want to come out, come see us. We're going to be in the book of Galatians. Uh, just so excited about what God is doing. And I want to thank you for joining us on the program today. If if you ever need to, you know, look at our church uh, website, you can always do that by going to churchlighthouse.com. If you need more information about our church, that is churchlighthouse.com. Or you can always call our office at 318-747-2452. Thank you so much for joining us on Defending the Faith today. God bless you and God bless yours. You have been listening to Defending the Faith with Pastor Kenny Word of Gospel Lighthouse Church in Bossier City. Defending the Faith uses foundational principles, fundamental teachings, and faithful preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to influence the world and strengthen believers in their daily walk. Gospel Lighthouse Church is located at 4350 Panther Drive in Bossier City. Go to churchlighthouse.com for more information. And please tune in again next time for Defending the Faith.